Welcome to That's My Personal Business, where we are pulling back the curtain on all things personal, all things business, and all things in between. Every Monday, we're hopping into your headphones to help you skip the learning curve by hearing from industry professionals, including myself. I am a destination wedding photographer turned business coach who now gets to lead hundreds of creative entrepreneurs in building lives of artistic growth, wealth, and freedom. And now it's time for you to do the same. Hello, hello, you guys, and welcome back to another episode of That's My Personal Business. Welcome to week two, three, honestly, can't remember, I think week three of this month's subject, which is up-leveling your business to a CEO level. And it has been an amazing month so far. If you haven't listened to the previous episodes, go do so now. But today I'm stoked because we're talking about money. And we have on the podcast today, one of my becoming coaching clients, Micah Bain. And Micah is such a badass powerhouse. She came to the Becoming Retreat earlier this year in January and then signed on for a year-long Becoming. And she runs like multiple businesses. Like I remember looking over her stats and her information when I was prepping for the Becoming Retreat and I was like, oh, this girl has got her shit together. And right now she is working on moving into the education realm a little bit more specifically to help other entrepreneurs and women with money and like managing their money and pulling back the curtain on financial wealth and knowledge and making sure that people are equipped to handle their own money and their own business, which I just think is amazing. And we do not talk about enough but she's like incredible like owns multiple houses owns multiple businesses she's such a powerhouse so I knew we had to have her on the podcast today I'm so giddy before we dive into all things with her little updates rounds all of that good stuff I am currently well prepping to go to Denver when you hear this I will be leaving tomorrow so I'm going to Denver for a second it's I haven't traveled in a minute, so I'm excited. I also am going to get to be in the outdoors, which I am just like thrilled about. For those of you that don't know, I was raised partially in Utah and that's like where I was living for my adult life until I moved to LA slash New York. So I miss the outdoors. Like it is something that is actively, it's like the one hard, not the one hard thing about living in New York City, please. This city is ruthless, but it's one of the harder things about living here is that I really miss the outdoors. So I'm super excited to come to Colorado. I haven't really spent a lot of time there. I only have come once in my life and I was like in and out in one day for a shoot. So I'm really excited about that. I'm seeing Hozier at Red Rocks, which I'm like giddy about. If anyone else is going to that concert, slide into the DMs, please. Um, what else is new? System Strategy and Soul is still open and is closing soon because somehow we are already through the month almost. Like I literally don't know how it happens, but we are about to close the doors on System Strategy and Soul. And so if you are ready to really lock in Q4 and prep for 2024, this is 1000 million percent the course that I would recommend to you to run your business at a CEO level. And I'm giddy because Kajabi just offered Afterpay. Yes, they just brought on Afterpay, which means whether it's system strategy and soul and or the presets even, you can now use Afterpay, which I'm just so happy about. It's going to make purchasing education so much more accessible for people. So just know that that's an option. We'll leave those links for you in the show notes below. Another thing that we don't currently have linked on the website, and I feel like we're not I'm not talking about it as much as I should have. His content is Queen, which is our AI education group. And we easily, this is one of the biggest bangs for your bucks 
ever. It is a subscription membership. So you pay like $50 a month and you get a challenge every week where we're talking about AI, giving you actionable steps to use it in your business. And it's like, honestly, bonkers crazy. Like I keep remembering that I need to talk about it more because I'm like, this might be the greatest value of anything I have, especially at $50. Cause I'm teaching you how to have it be, have AI basically be your virtual assistant and save you like thousands and thousands of dollars. So come join us in content is queen. It's so much fun. It's also just so fun learning and seeing what you guys are creating. Um, because AI is amazing. And if you have not gotten on it yet, now is your time. Now is your chance. There is so much going on in the world of AI. And I highly recommend getting on the front end of that rather than waiting until it's not too late, but like you're going to want to be ahead of the curve on this one. So come join us in content is queen. I am also coming up on, I think it's in the next couple days, four years since I decided to get a divorce. So feeling very emotional. It's like, I'm going to be doing a lot of reflecting this month. We are going to be doing a podcast episode on a divorce survival guide because I've been getting lots of questions on how to navigate such a hard time and it is such a unique situation. So look forward to that. I think that will be either coming out later this week or next week and that will just be a little bonus episode. So yeah, that's a little bit about what is new around here. I'm like just getting my home in order. I ordered a bunch of plants. I think we might be towing the line to show you guys the home tour, which I'm just like so excited about. Um, This apartment is truly everything I ever dreamed of. So I'm like, it's been so fun to decorate it and to finally have the space to because the first apartment I lived in when I moved to New York was teeny, tiny, 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 tiny. So this place is like double the size, if not maybe even more than double because my apartment was so small. Enjoyed those honks if you heard them. Um, But I'm just, I'm so excited. So anyway, things are on the up and up, feeling good, feeling excited, lots of fun things coming soon. But for now, we have a few spots open with Becoming. So if you've been thinking about applying, don't hesitate, come fill out an application. Let's hop on a free consultation call and System Strategy and Soul is open, but just for a little while longer. So we will link all of that for you in the show notes. And now you're gonna hear from Micah, who, which by the way, if you ever have questions on becoming Micah has been so lovely and answered lots of questions. I hope she doesn't mind that I'm volunteering her, but she's one of the coaching clients that I'm always like, go ask Micah, like go ask my fellow student or like my current students, like what they think of the program. She's a great reference. She's in the year long program. Um, but I'm so excited for you guys to learn from her in this episode. She's also going to have a financial freebie that we will link for you in the show notes. So let's, let's get into it. Welcome to the podcast, you guys. I'm so excited to have you here today because today we have Micah Bain. Micah is one of my Becoming Coaching clients and I knew we had to have her on the podcast to talk about today's topic. So hello, Micah. Welcome. Hey, Eden. I'm so excited. I'm so excited Um, because, well, one, introduce yourself. Tell us who you are for those that don't know you yet. All right. I'm Micah from Micah Bain Photography. I'm a photographer and business coach based in Minneapolis, Minnesota, and I love to travel the world and teach women what it looks like to understand finances and work towards financial freedom. Um, Sexy. We love financial freedom. Yes. <laughs> um, okay. Well, I'm so excited to have you on because I know we've talked about it a little bit in your coaching calls, but I'll like give everyone else a little bit of background as well. Um, I think money gets talked about in really like 
blueprint specific ways. Like people love to toss around like millions. They love to toss around like six figures. Um, but no one really loves to talk about their actual finances and like what things looked like when, what that money even looks like. Like I remember hiring a coach and like million was constantly thrown out, but I was like, I don't actually like know what you earn. Like, is that like a, a a phrase or is that like you're literally earning millions? So I think it's like so exciting to kind of pull back the curtain on what things actually look like and how that works and how money moves around. So talk to us a little bit, like, tell me why you're passionate about this. Like what, what is kind of the financial freedom part of your business right now? Yes. I mean, I, I just really feel that when women have money, everybody wins. I, I legitimately just feel the better, the world is a better place when women have money. Um, and I think when we, but like as women in this culture, in this society, like it's, it is kind of a taboo topic. Um, so I think like not only like understanding money, but like, yeah, having money and having the knowledge around it is so important because like, sure, you can like make a lot of money, but like, what does that mean? What does it do for you? And do you know how to like spend it, how to save it, how to like pay your taxes, you know, all these things where it's like, okay, income is one thing, but then managing it is kind of another thing. Um, so yeah, I, I love to talk to people about like what specifically they are looking for, why, and then how do we take like specific steps for them in their own journey to reach their goals? I love that. I also, yeah, Louise said where. I feel like genuinely managing your money might sometimes be harder than earning it. Like there's so many different ways to earn it, but like <laughs> there it is easy to mismanage your money and yes. like yeah. handle it poorly. Um, and it happens fast. Um, right. I'm like, even just speaking from experience, like moving to New York, I hadn't ever had to be like that conscious of my money before. Like, like cause I lived in Utah and even LA is cheap compared to here. And I remember like my savings took quite the dip and I just remember being like whoa I should have like prepped for this more and like understood the way that my money was gonna have to move around so I love that you're doing that I think that's so important okay so I'm so excited because today I asked Micah to prep for us like the most specific podcast ever (laughs) um which I'm giddy about but Micah is gonna be walking us through a money blueprint and I I'm so excited that you're willing to do this because I think like, I know we talked about it. I was like, I want someone to come on and like literally give us figures and talk through like how those figures came to be and how, what decisions you made with that money, how you moved it forward because you've been doing this for this 13 is my 13th years now. Year. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 13 years. So one, before we dive into like the money blueprint and we go like year by year on what everything looked like for you and like how you navigated that money, what was like one, what was your career like in 2011? And like, what was kind of your approach to finances at the time? Yes. Okay. So yeah, jumping way back to 2011, I had just um, like just gotten into photography the year before because um, I was doing some, I was still in college. I was doing some study abroad, spent a summer in the Middle East, a fall in Uganda and East Africa. So I really kind of got that like creative fuel and energy. Um, and then um, in 2011, I got married that summer to someone who was already doing video for weddings. And I was like, okay, like I kind of tagged on a couple of, along to a couple of weddings and realized, okay, this is fun. I could get into this. 
but I still was, I had one semester left of college and then I started pursuing my own separate career. That was what I wanted to do. Um, so we like slowly started building this business together that was primarily at the time focused on wedding videography. Um, and we actually both had separate jobs because we were very adamant. Like we both had a large amount of student debt, like large, large. And we were, we did the math. We looked at amortization tables, which Google it later if you have any like debt or anything, because again, knowledge is power. And we were like, okay, we want for us, we want to pay this off. So we were doing our own, like each had our own jobs. We're doing the business. And then, yeah, that was kind of like the money mindset. I was young. I was 21 years old, did not have, uh, actually I had four jobs at the time. And one of them, I was making minimum wage at a coffee shop, getting up at 4am to work. Uh, And yeah, it was, I would highly recommend not doing most things I did that year. (laughs) That's me with my first year of business. I'm like, I wouldn't do, I'm glad I did it. I learned a lot. Would not recommend to literally anyone. Um, Okay. So like you guys started shooting weddings. How were you navigating that alongside like multiple other jobs? Yeah, it was not super ideal. Um, I was living in Santa Barbara, California at the time. So it's a very like luxury market. And again, since we were doing video, that's like, that was kind of more aligned with some of those more luxury weddings. Um, And at the time, like, you know, we were charging, uh, oh, I wish I remember the exact prices, probably around like 1850 for like a wedding at that time for the first couple. Um, And so like, obviously that is so much money compared to at the time, minimum wage, I think was, I was making $8 and 36 cents an hour in California. So like, obviously nearly $2,000 is an insane amount more than $8, but we were very, very adamant at the time about like, these are the prices. This is the value. We're not flexible on that. Like I, I was, I would rather focus my time on having these other jobs to pay the actual bills and then build a brand that was like valued and focusing on like the quality and the art there. So what were you guys doing with the money that you were earning from weddings? Was that just going like back into the business? At the time, yeah, we were from the beginning, it was like a no, we for us, we decided no debt. Um, so like for any business expenses. So yeah, I was going back into the business. Um, our living expenses were very like very low. Like we, I mean, like I'm talking like did not go out for a cup of coffee, like did not go out for drinks with friends, like very, mm-hmm. very like we just like it was a huge priority for me to to like get in a good financial place and I was willing to make sacrifices at a young age because I knew I wanted to get there like I, I mean I still had yeah. fun I still like saw friends and did cool mm-hmm. things but like I was living in Santa Barbara so the activities would be like go to the beach which is free and one of my favorite things in the world so we yeah. love living in a place where the beach yeah. like you have an activity like the beach that is right yeah yeah um yeah, yeah. okay so as you guys were like getting this up and running what were the next couple steps or couple years like yeah so as as we like moved forward um like i slowly started adding in photography which i originally like branded kind of as its own thing to, instead of under the main video brand and I don't know, fast forward a couple of years, like we just kind of like made a couple of transitions and then um, in 2015 moved that business. So my ex-husband and I moved that business from Santa Barbara to Minneapolis where we're both from um, because we both wanted to be closer to family. And I had another job opportunity at that time. So I was like all this time, I was still pursuing another career that I really loved and was passionate about. Um, So I was, yeah, 
working a lot still at this time. Yeah. So, okay. So you transitioned from California to Minnesota four years in, which is a big move to like move a business when you've, I feel like four years is where you're like really starting to feel established. And Mm -hmm. so I'm like, that's a gigantic move. Um, what were, what were like the finances of the business looking like at the time? And like, how did that affect? Cause I'm like, did you so you moved to Minneapolis, but did you get more jobs once you moved there? Like what did the, the finances to personal life ratio kind of look like? Yeah. So, I mean, at that time we were, the business was, was already making like pulling in six figures a year. Um, and we, we had like, I had, we had known that we wanted to move to Minneapolis at some point. So, um, like I, just love people and am a people person. So I was just like staying in touch with people, not to be like, oh, give me referrals, but just because I was like, oh, I eventually want to move back here. Um, And uh, we can talk a little bit more about this later or now, but I am a big fan on like doing your research as far as like travel benefits. So at the time, Southwest Airlines had this like, uh, they had something called a companion pass that you could use unlimited number of times per year. And So the way that we timed it, we had that companion pass for 22 months. So for 22 months, we were able to fly two for one, which saved us. I think it was around like $28,000 in that time frame. Holy shit. I like, it was so much because we were flying all the time, like all the time because we're, the business had moved. Um, and yeah, that was over like a two year period. Like it was not again my mind yeah my mind is blown I'm like because that's not a thing anymore is it the company I don't think so (laughs) I was like that can't be a thing anymore it was I love and it was like baggage was included excuse me baggage was included which was huge for video because you need a million Mm -hmm. things a year um so that was one of the reasons that we were able to make that move um and oh I forgot to mention that in 2014 we purchased a house in Minneapolis, knowing that we okay. eventually want to move. Um, so bought the house and had people renting renting it out. So then once we realized we wanted to move, we were like, hey, this is the day, you know, in three or four months or whatever. Yeah. So, okay. I want to talk about that because I'm like, you're working for jobs. You're also doing weddings. I had, I had jobs off- at this point down to two. Yeah. Okay. Oh my yes. God. Still. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So you're working I two jobs. For like a year because it was a horrific idea. No, that makes sense. I'm like, I don't know how you would do that long term without like a health. Yeah. Like yeah, questions. yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, that would be insane. So, okay. So two jobs, working yeah. weddings, you're paying yeah. off student debt. Yeah. How did you buy a house? Like um, we paid off the debt really quickly. Um, okay. Yeah. So yeah, that my, my ex-husband had a, had a part-time job that we like never really average, like, it's not like we advertise that in the business, but he had a part-time job that included our, a place to live. So that Mm -hmm. was like a totally transformative opportunity. So we were able to pay off a lot of debt there um, and then start saving up for a house. And yeah, I I can't remember exactly like the numbers on how much the house cost or how much we put down, but also like, to be fair, different markets are different. This was 2014 in Minneapolis. Like, yeah, we had to put a lot down and it was a big deal. And also it was not like buying a home in Santa Barbara. Like our friends in Santa Barbara yeah. were like, how can you buy a house? Are you a millionaire? I'm like, nah, it's a different, yeah. it's a different market. <laughs> That's so funny. Um, okay. So I want to also touch on the flight benefits because yeah. 
I know I get stuck in the trap as well as everyone else of being like, it's a write-off. It's fine. It's a write-off. Like, Mm -hmm. and I think that's one of the quickest ways that people lose access to potential income because it's so easy to just Mm -hmm. be like, it, I literally am David and Schitt's Creek or Alexis and Schitt's Creek <laughs> yeah, when yeah, she's yeah. like, I can't remember which one, but they're like, David, you just yeah. write it off. Like, that's me. So yeah. talk to me a little bit about like, one, you guys were using the Southwest benefits, which I know probably don't exist now, but like, can you tell us about some of the like favorite ways that you do navigate your business expenses right now in a way that like saves you money? Cause I think that's like something that people myself included again need to like get hammered in their head is that like the money that you save in your business is essentially money in your pocket Mm -hmm. right exactly so yeah I would say one of my best tips on this like for today is finding a tax person in your area who is knowledgeable about your industry like that is huge like I actually just talked to my girl Karen yesterday and I was like I'd emailed her I was like I have five questions and she was like wow, like you always are, you're always doing something, like you're always starting new things. Like I I always love talking to you. I'm like, thanks, Karen. But she like answered my questions because I'm like, okay, for this service, do I need to charge sales tax? Like if I do this, like what are the things that I can write off? You know, like, do I need to file this under a separate LLC? Like all of these things. Um, So I think it's important to like know, like do your own research and learn things on your own time, but also find someone that you trust and can like suggest things and like yeah taxes like I will be the first to say it's not my specialty I obviously Mm -hmm. don't like it because nobody does um but yeah just like looking into understanding like what things can what things can you write off like how do you plan for like your retirement like you need to buy yourself health insurance you know things like that so like you need to be thinking about all these things but also yeah like any like money that you're spending in your business if you are the business owner is like money that you could have paid yourself, you know? So like, you just need to remember like Michael Bain photography and Michael Bain, like, yeah, they're different, but they're not actually that different. So if I'm spending a ton of money in my business, then that year I'm paying, going to be in the end paying myself probably less money or have less money to like invest back into the business. So yeah, I think it's really important to, to get clear on like how much you're make how much you're spending both like personally and business wise. And then like, I mean, like a first step that I would recommend is go back through your first, like, or your last, like three to six months, both personally and business wise, list every single thing out, even every single thing that you're like, I cannot believe I bought that. That's so embarrassing. Like you have to write it down. So you can just like look back and be honest with yourself and be like, Oh my gosh, I did not know I spent that much money on this category. Like I need to like, you know, rein it in. Or if you're like, for me, travel, like I basically mm-hmm. like to spend all my money on travel. So I'm like, okay, I want to spend all my money on travel, but that means I need to like keep track and rein it in on the other category. So I have that money to travel. Oh, absolutely. I did a financial rundown on my own cards the other day and um, discovered how much I spend monthly on eating out here in New York city. And that was like, it was, it was four figures. Like I was like, that's, yeah. crazy that's like what I used to pay in my mortgage so we need yeah. to probably rein that in um and even this month it was crazy just being aware of it that mm-hmm. like how much that took down my spending and like not in a way that has like damaged my life it literally yeah. was just like being more intentional um do you have mm-hmm. like certain I know you said you're loyal to Delta do you have like certain things 
that you get perks from or points from or cash back? Like, do you have like favorite things that you love for almost like hacking the system of sorts, almost like the Southwest was in the beginning? Yeah. Um, I feel like I always, I, I mean, I surround myself with other like creative entrepreneurs. So we're always like bouncing around ideas. I'm like, if you find something cool, let me know. Or like mm-hmm. working online. Um, right now I, well, I would definitely highly recommend having one personal credit card and one business credit card that just makes accounting so much easier. So mm-hmm. currently I have the, um, the Delta Amex business card, like the purple one. Um, so the high, like Delta has just announced a bunch of changes. So do your own research on this. Um, yeah. but, <laughs> but that one has been great because it, it includes a automatic two for one um, companion pass per year. It includes like free baggage, lounge access, like different credits. I also use the chat, the Chase Sapphire Preferred. Um, and that one also has like a $300 like hotel credit, like more lounge accesses, um, different like benefits for rental car companies. Again, like I am looking specifically for credit cards that are going to benefit me on the travel side of things. So like both of these do have very high fees, but I like hash it out and be like, how much am I going to spend? I'm going to make that back at, like pretty much right away. But like if travel, like if you're looking for more like a money back situation, like if you're looking for like you want more money for like your life at home, then I would recommend looking into credit cards that are like cash back. Um, and then also speaking of credit cards, I like have a non-negotiable rule with myself that I pay them off in full every single month, no matter mm-hmm. what, like absolutely non-negotiable. And that I think is also like just led me to more opportunities because I'm not going to deal with credit card debt. And also then I have a. I have a really good credit score. So that like gives me more opportunities for future investments. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I love the, I also have a has to get paid off in full every single month rule. I remember I paid a day late once and I got the interest charges and I literally thought I was going to cry. Um, (laughs) I was like, no, this is the first time this ever happened. Um, but yeah, I think credit cards are something that people can be really scared of but like if you just make that internal commitment to just be like nope it gets paid off I treat it like a debit card then it's truly just a way to like get benefits um cashback I also have the chase sapphire um I just got it a few months ago and I love it it's really nice I love it I put my entire move on it and then I had seven hundred dollars in Amazon credits it was crazy Yeah. yeah you get so much credit so like I have bought like I've gotten like many international flights, like lots of, like, I just used all of my Chase Sapphire like points or whatever for a bunch of travel in, I was in Switzerland this summer on a part of a bigger trip and it's very expensive to stay there, but I was like points. And then it was great. (laughs) So I felt like it was great. (laughs) No, exactly. I'm like, you do have to like, at the end of the day, a debit card is like, yes, it's great for the commitment that like, you're not going to get into debt from it, but it's like, you're not earning anything back so like it's such an amazing and like opportunity to invest in cards that are going to give you something back and like you said like the the fees even if they have them often get paid off like immediately like I'm like I got more back in Amazon points than I spent on the membership for that card right so yeah I think it's just a matter of knowing yeah like again if you go back and like know your expenses know how much you're spending like if you're spending like a very small amount per month like that's great and that's gonna lead you to more opportunities down the road in your own way but then maybe don't get one of these like really high cost cards because the benefits might not weigh out um but yeah I'm like super pro making your money work for you like this I I I feel like I almost like 
I'm, I'm just going to tell you this thing, like do your own research, but I just found out about these, like, I think they're called like higher saving, like high yield savings accounts, basically. Mm-hmm. So I open, it's basically a bank account in a bank. So for a business, like you can, depending on your state and what you're doing, like how often you pay your taxes, but like as business owner, you're paying a lot in taxes. So you need a lot of money to kind of just sitting in the bank. So I have now moved that money to this other bank account where it's earning me, uh, I think it's 4.5% interest. So. Wow. Yeah. And you can pull it out whenever. Yeah. You just, I just set it up. So like my, I've, I'm like hesitant to mention, I'm sure all these companies are problematic, but okay. My main yeah. bank account is Chase. Um, and then this is called CIT. So I just have them linked. So I think it takes like two to three business days to just like transfer back and forth. So anytime my, mm. my, I have both my personal and business accounts on Chase, so I can just like transfer in between those and then transfer also to the other high savings account. So I'll like put it over there, let it accrue, mm. accrue interest. But then when I need it to like pay my taxes, things like that, um, then I'll scoot it back over and take care of it. So, okay, cool. And you again, said that's called CIT. Yeah. <laughs> Let me be clear. Micah's not an accountant. <laughs> neither am I. So you cannot sue us. For, yeah. We are not responsible for your money. This yeah. is just advice. Um, <laughs> yeah. Wait. So did you say it's called CIT? CIT. So it's not city. I think that's a different one. It's CIT. Yeah. Me? CIT bank. High yield. <laughs> I'm yeah, like, that's going to be... Yeah. That's yeah. going to be me today. Calling yeah, I mean, that. it was, and it was like really easy to set up. Uh, I don't know. But again, this is like, I found out about this from my brother who is my unofficial slash official financial advisor, just mm. because it's nice to have like another, like, I just want someone who I can be like, Hey, here are all like, I ha- yeah, I have my tax person, but someone who I can be like, here's all my numbers. And he knows me probably better than almost anyone and like my priorities, but also he just brings a totally different like headspace to the situation. And to, to be like, okay, maybe consider this. You're like, mm, maybe yeah. do this better. or like that actually doesn't make sense or like consider this instead. So it's like super, I highly recommend like having like your group of people that you can be, that you can talk openly with your finances about. Um, because yeah, if you think you have to do it all alone in anything in life, um, I just, you don't have to, you don't. You don't have to. And yeah, there's <laughs> such a power in I think just again, making money less taboo because there are opportunities to earn more money using the money that you have now. And you might not know about them unless you speak to someone about it. And I think that's like truly one of the first steps in gaining financial freedom is just taking away this like weird power that we place on these little dollar bills that like, they're the most important things in the world, but we also can't talk about them and we can't address that. Like, it's so taboo. Just know that everyone feels that way, but like there's power and just kind of pulling back the curtain on that and discussing it. Um, so I'm like, sorry, we took such a big transition, but, um, so going back to 2016, I know you're in Minneapolis now. This is when you started kind of like strategically adding in different types of shoots. So you were kind of starting to branch out. Can you kind of talk to us about like what was going on in the business in 2016? Yes. So the focus was still, definitely wedding videography. We had added on also photography um, because that was a great, you know, a great pairing for a lot of our clients and also for us and also a good business move because if we were both going to be at one wedding, we could be making more money to offer two services and then, you know, hire one or two other people to work with us that day, like second shooters. Mm -hmm. But during that time, I also expanded and started photographing more like families and seniors and empowerment shoots for women and like brands. And I just, um, yeah, just started kind of like dabbling in a variety of things because I just love people and love to be creative. So it felt like a natural alignment to 
switch it up a little more. Um, and yeah, I was still working another full-time job that I really loved. Um, and yeah, it was probably sometime in like 2017 or yeah, in 2017, actually, when I was like, okay, I don't actually know if I can do both of these anymore. It just was getting to a, like the point where I was working a lot. I was really passionate about my other career. How the, however, there was not a ton of room for growth, um, both like, I guess, position wise and also financially. Um, so yeah, in 2017, I set up my first studio and then made steps to like to go full time, um, which was, I don't know. I mean, I feel like at any point in a business, even though I had been doing this for so long and it, it just felt very scary in a lot of ways, but also was like, well, you know, if I'm, if every week I'm working another full-time job, then that's so many hours and efforts that I can't be putting into growing this. And I just felt like I wanted to try it. You know, I was like, let me like give it a go for a year or two. Like I had, like I knew where my finances were. I knew where my, where my savings were. So I knew like it was a very like, I guess, safe bet on myself. Mm -hmm. um, and so I was like, let me just try it out for a little bit. And if I hate it, then I don't have to do it, you know? How did you kind of like determine how much you wanted to like have in your savings or have the business be making before you took that plunge? Like, obviously it's different for everyone, but did you have kind of like right. a set of parameters that you wanted to hit? Um, I think like, I mean, six kind of six months living expenses felt good. That felt safe and comfortable. I also already had some projects on the books for the next year. And also like, I, I mean, I don't know if the, the, for me, this has been accurate. Like if I'm getting a lot of clients every year, it's highly unlikely that one year I'm going to get like none, you know, Yeah. like that is just very unlikely unless I'm making some huge shifts that are clearly not serving people well. Um, so that felt good and safe. And again, I knew that like, if I literally couldn't pay the bills, like I could get, you know, I could get a part-time job. Like that would not, mm -hmm. like, I was very sure that that would not be like, I don't think I was, I, I don't think I would have viewed that as a failure. I would have viewed that as like, okay, got to make a shift. Yep. I think that's also like such a good thing for people to hear is like, if it's been working so far, the likelihood of it just stopping all of a sudden is really low. Like we all like yeah. to think it's going to happen to us. And it it's not like, even in the most dismal of times where I've been like, what if this is it? Like, what if, what if I go under, like, what if this oh, yeah. is the end of my business? It never <laughs> happens. Like, yeah. I mean, I feel like it never that. happens probably multiple times a year. And then I have to just like, yes. look at the numbers and be like, no, we're not, this is not where we are. And also, okay. I think a lot of people think that like a full-time job is much more reliable. And I'm like, you can lose your full-time job in one phone call, one email, then all of it is gone for me. Like if I lose one client or like one client I thought was going to book, whatever, doesn't book. It, is that a bummer if I was really excited about it? Sure. But like that kind of doesn't impact my life. Like yeah. Because that, there are there are other clients, you know, and uh, I mean, I guess it depends if, if you're doing a job where you have only like three clients a year or something. Sure, that would be a big deal. But like I have yeah. many, many clients every year. So like, you know, if if I get an inquiry, I'm super amped about they don't book disappointing. Maybe I want to try to figure out why they didn't book, but also not going to put me under. Yeah, I I love that. compare. Yeah, I'm like, it's been a minute since I've worked corporate. So I appreciate the reminder also that I'm like, yeah, you can lose it in an email. I'm all like, and people are like, I know I'm oh, yeah. like, the the, there's so many people that I, like I have friends right now that are in that position where, mm -hmm. you know, the economy took a little bit of a dip and they're just like letting mass, letting people yes. go. Yeah. And 
that to me is so much scarier for like someone else to hold my fate in their hands than like me who can like, you know, like you said, you lose a client. It's probably not the end of the world, but you have this opportunity to be like, okay, I'm going to like hunker down. I'm going to get more clients signed in. Like, I think it really comes back to what I love talking about so much, which is just like, you got to choose your heart on this one when it comes to employment. Like there's so many perks to having a boss and working a corporate job. And there's so Uh many perks to working for yourself. And there's downsides for both. Like I was at a coffee shop the other day and this girl sitting next to me was working on her resume for hours, like hours. And I just was like, it like really both hurt my heart and made me so grateful that I was like, I know so many people in this position right now that are having to like figure out a way to make their resume look different than every other person on LinkedIn. They're spending day after day after day after day trying to find a job. So it's like, it's, I think just such a good reminder that like, it, it, it's hard for everyone and you just kind of have to decide what it is. And it's better to have like that time and power in your own hands rather than like some big higher up CEO boss that can pull the plug at any point. Um, sorry, that was a tangent on my end, but <laughs> I'm like needed to be said. Um, okay. So you finally took the plunge. What was that like? Like what were the immediate changes that you kind of saw when you yes. did go full-time and you suddenly had all of this extra free time to pour into your business? Yeah. Okay. So 2018, I went full-time, um, January, basically January 1st. Um, so I took the first three months of 2018 off. I was like, I, so I basically, in my mind, I went full-time April 1st, actually. Cause okay. I was like, I left my job late December, my full-time job took three months off and then started April 1st because I was so burnt out. Like I had been overworking over across the board, um, in every sense of every way, um, for so long that I was just like, I know I need this also January, February, March in Minneapolis, not a busy time typically for like weddings and other portraits. I can imagine. (laughs) It didn't feel like if it was very strategic as far as the time of the year, but I was like, I know myself well, I know what I need. And like, this is absolutely what I need. Um, so, I mean, obviously I know not everyone has that opportunity and I had worked for many years to kind of like save up and get to the point that I could do that. Um, so I did not work for those three months. I did some traveling. I did, uh, I actually, I just remembered, I got like yoga teacher certified kind of just for fun. Like I was doing a lot of like soul, like healing, spiritual, mental, like physical, like I was, yeah, work. I don't know, just like taking care of myself and just kind of getting like a mental reset because, I feel like as a creative business owner, like what we do both in like the creative art and like serving our clients interaction, also like the business and the logistics, it's so demanding. Um, And I want to like give my all to every single client project. So I was like, this, this is what I need. Um, So then I started April 1st, full-time. I set up Dubsado right away. Uh, We had never had a CRM before, like back in 2011, when I was starting to do this, it was like, mailing checks and paper contracts. I mean, this I was, was, say, I was like, they probably didn't even have CRM. Oh, they didn't even do this. Like this is pre-smartphone days. Like I started, like I started doing this when I did not have a smartphone. Like I did not like Facebook was like the best. Like there was no Instagram. Love that. Um, <laughs> so yeah, a lot of shifts in the world during this time. But, um, and as I was looking back at my numbers between 2017, when I had another full-time job and 2018, when I went full-time, 
my, uh, the combined business income only went up 10%. So like not very good looking back on it. Um, so that was obviously like, you know, at the time a little risky. I mean, granted I did only work nine out of those 12 months. Um, but jumping ahead to the next year. So the first year that I was full-time the whole year and had been, cause also a lot of what I was doing was wedding. So like weddings are obviously you put in the work. Now the wedding is probably next year, you know, or like yeah. you put in like mm-hmm. marketing or that kind of stuff. So jumping ahead to 2019, the business, uh, revenue increased by one and a half times. Wow. So that was like, so I would say like the shift, like the increase in income took a while. Um, I don't like, I could probably not tell you the exact reasons behind all of that. Um, but I think yeah. though, like yeah, the it, thought of being like, I know you're saying it took a long time, but I'm like thinking about being at a job for a year and then asking them for a 50% raise. Like that would never happen yeah, that's true. <laughs> at a company that you've been working at for a year. Like yeah. imagine going to them and being like, I would like to be paid almost double what I'm getting paid now. Like right. that would never happen. So even though it did take a minute, I think that's like so much to be proud of and like show off is that like within 18 months you got nearly like you nearly doubled your income which is wild yeah and I think the other thing that like you know obviously numbers are cool and sexy to look at to be like oh it went up this much but what is not reflected because I didn't have a scale that I was measuring on is like how much time I was working and like Mm. my mental health and how I was feeling as a person Um, so I, you know, like I said, I started with three months off in that year, but also I was working way less hours that year. Like Mm. I worked a lot because I always work a lot, but like, it was much more balanced. Like I had so much more time to try new things, to be creative, to yeah, travel, things like that. So like, yes, my income did not increase a ton the first year, but I would say my quality of life did. I love that, which is just as important, if not more. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. So you go into 2019, you increase your income by 1.5, which again is a ton. Um, amazing. Where now we get into like the faded year that obviously was a lot for everyone in so many different capacities. Talk to us a little bit about like 2020. Yes. Yeah, so 2020, my nearly 10 year marriage fell apart. Um, like I've talked about, I was also business partners with him. So I felt like I lost literally everything. Like I felt like the only thing that was the same in my life and identity and existence was like literally my first name. Like every single other thing was going to be different. And I didn't know how, um, I didn't, yeah, it was like, I don't even think I'll probably like, I, I can't really have words to say how rattling and like heartbreaking that whole experience was. Um, but I, yeah, I like everything, everything that my built my whole life on across the board, personally, business, everything felt like it was just like gone. Um, so yeah, in 2020, I like moved out of moved out of my house. I was like, I don't, I don't want to live here. I don't want this business. Like I'm going to, I'm going to just build something new. Um, and like my friends, my family showed up for me in like a million ways. Like I literally would not be here today without all of them. Um, And I like, I just like specifically remember it was probably like a week or two after I'd moved out. I was like in my friend's basement, just like 
oh my gosh, I don't know what I'm going to do. Like, I, I don't know what I'm going to do. And I also like cannot figure it out right now. I cannot figure out the logistics of anything. I just know I need to take care of myself. Like this was like deep COVID time. So like it was horrible for everyone, obviously. <laughs> and yeah. I was like, oh my gosh, I don't know what to do. Like, and so slow, I basically, I, yeah, I was in my friend's basement and I was like, okay, I need to, for my own self and my own healing, I know I just need to completely disconnect from social media because like if I were to go on Instagram and see someone smiling I would be like totally yeah. triggered <laughs> how dare you be happy <laughs> no literally <laughs> which is like the opposite of who I am like I want to like I'm like the biggest hype woman ever so I was like okay this is not good I need some boundaries that are very extreme so I was like in my friend's basement uh called called this friend um who yeah basically called her crying and was like I need help like I don't know what to do like my everything is gone. And like, can you just post some things on Instagram? I don't know what I have no agenda. I have no plan. At that time I had, um, I think I had, I had one or two other like kind of brand specific accounts. So I was like, I don't have anything to post on the main account because I feel like anything I would post would be a lie. Um, but I was like, can you just like put some things on the other accounts? Because I don't want people to forget about me. Like, I don't know what I want to do when I'm ready to come back, but like, just do some things. And I was like, here's the passwords. I have no plan. Please help me. And like, that was just like such a, like, obviously dark time, but also I feel like a much needed step in a direction where I was like, okay, five hours a week. Like that was not a, a massive financial commitment that like was a complete like relief for me that I was like, okay, hopefully people won't forget I exist. And also I don't need to worry about that. Like, so I left, I went on a three month road trip around the U S staying with friends and family the whole time. And I was just like, I need to be out. I need to take care of me. I need to focus on my healing again. When I'm back, then I'll figure out where I'm going to live. What's a new business. Mm -hmm. all of that but I was like I cannot do that right now um so yeah that was a yeah <laughs> that was a, a season big <laughs> year yeah yeah um what did that kind of look like financially that year with so many changes going on and also outsourcing and like traveling taking time off like did it did it leave you, a, you with like a big hit what did that look like I mean honestly not like not that much because again, this happened to be in the winter again. So I usually do not make a ton of money in January, mm -hmm. February, usually anyway. Um, and like, I was being very careful and strategic with my traveling. I was driving, I was staying with people. I don't, I think I paid for a place to stay only a couple of times. So it was actually not like food obviously is the cost of food mm -hmm. anywhere. Um, but, but again, because I had saved, I had saved up, you know, like through, throughout the years obviously not for this event but yeah that, that like provided me the opportunity to be able to and like thinking about at least what I do in like an annual sense where it's like I don't actually really ever necessarily need the next like I'm not waiting for the next month's payments to pay my current mm. bills it's more like the thinking about like the quarters or the seasons if that makes sense yeah, no, that does make sense. So you go into 2021, basically now with new business, new life, yes. all of the things. Talk to us a little bit about 2021. Yes. So came back to Minneapolis, um, spring 2021, moved into another friend's house um, who, like, again, my friend's so generous. Um, and I would just be like sitting on her couch in my sweatpants, Googling like how to get divorced, how to start a new business, like LLC, you know, because I'd had yep, a business with somebody there. else. So we split up the tasks. So like, I didn't know how to do 
every single thing. Um, and yeah, eventually like one of my siblings found literally what is my dream house. Um, so I, my ex-husband bought me out of the house that we had together. So I was able to buy this new home, set up the new business, continue on a very long healing journey. Um, and that summer actually was my first team wedding kind of, again, out of a little bit of necessity. It, it had been a wedding that had been postponed many, many times because of COVID things. And, you know, finally it was going to happen, but then I was going to have to show up because it was photo and video. So I, I was going to have to show up and shoot it with my ex-husband. And I was just like, I do not feel like I am in the mental space to be able to handle that. So yeah. I had been working with other, like other photographers second shooting with me and whatever. So I reached out to someone who was like, Hey, here's the situation. Do you think you could shoot it for me? Like, I mean, I, I knew she could, I would have never asked if I, if I didn't fully believe it. So she and another photographer went and like, we, you know, everything was like very clearly communicated with the clients. They were, they were super happy. Um, but yeah, they crushed it. And it was like, that was such a pivotal moment in my life because that felt like I, I, I found a solution that worked to support me and my own well being and also serve the clients well and give them a great experience. And it was like a total win, win, win. And then that also made me realize like, okay, there's a lot of things that I could have communicated better or more clearly to the photographers or the couple or et cetera, et cetera. But also I think I'm onto something here. Um, so that's when I like really started, really started growing my team. Um, somewhere later that year, I hired another friend as like a five hour a week, like administrative assistant. She helped me like get all my emails, like a little more organized and also like I don't know, like worked in Dubsado and CRM and basically all those little things that are just like constantly on your mind. And she also helped me like dial in some of my systems um, to just make them more streamlined. And it was super helpful to just have like another set of eyes on it to be like, oh, I do it this way. And she's like, mm, what if you did it this way? And I'm like, genius. Okay, great. <laughs> so <laughs> that was like a very, yeah, a very like exciting moving forward year. And also uh, I, I like love to celebrate everything. So that year in my business, like I was, you know, things were going really well. And one day I was like, I like, haven't looked at my exact income and just like a little bit, let me just go in and check. So I like logged into my account. Like, you know, I had everything on my Excel spreadsheet hit enter and the total income was over six figures, like six months into the business. And I just like, remember staring at the screen and screen and being like, I think I just started crying. Cause I was like, I guess I didn't think I could do it. Like I knew I could, but also it just felt like such a win. So like literally right there, I was like in my house and I was like, I am going to celebrate. I'm going to go buy a cake. So I like drove immediately to my favorite bakery and was like, I'm going to have it say the boss on it. And if, like, I was Stop, like, I love that. embarrassed to say that it was for myself. So I was just like, um, can you write the boss? <laughs> and then like went over to my sister-in-law, my brother and his wife's house. And like, they have a couple little kids. And I was like, guys, I did it. Like we're having this cake. Like I'm I just, I don't know. It felt like That's so, so cute. It was so fun. And like, they had been like more than anyone in on like every single moment of all of the darkness, like in the previous season. So they were like, oh my gosh, finally you're emerging. <laughs> She's back. <laughs> so that, oh, that like kind so of started beautiful. a fun, like that was the beginning of a fun tradition with myself, which side note, I'm very pro traditions with yourself. It's so fun. Um, but yeah, I like to buy myself cakes and invite other people to celebrate with me when I hit milestones in my business I love that I also just like love 
I think when it comes to building teams and like bringing on associates, so many people I talk to are like, I'll start that once I'm booked out. Like I'll start that once, like I can't take on any more work. And I love this perspective of you being like, no, I just like, I literally didn't have the capacity to, you know, like go and shoot these weddings that I had booked with my ex or like whatever the situation is. Mm -hmm. Um, and like that was able to provide over six figures in such a short amount of time because you just like took that proactive step of growing even if you weren't let's say one-on-one booked out yet I think that's amazing okay cool so how many people did you have on your team at this point in 2021 just one team photographer my I still had that same uh five hours a week social media person that I had amazing crying the basement and then another friend who was like five hours administrative assistant Okay, cool. So we had like a couple people with their hands in the business. What did that look like when moving into 2022? Yes. So as I started looking ahead to the next year, I was like, okay, I think this, like I had figured out a lot of what was working and not working for me on like the team side of things. Um, I, I now like, this is like a small thing. Like I call my team the team. I don't call them my associates because everyone I, I've had interns like literally for 12 years, like in different seasons in my business. And mm-hmm. people kept thinking my like team photographers and my interns. And I was like, mm, no, like these are all people who like run their own full-time business and have been doing this a long time. Um, so that was, so yeah, just kind of making like little tweaks along the way. But yeah, I started just like reaching out to more, you know, like talking to more people who I not only like loved obviously their quality of their photos um but also like it's super important to me and my brand that I hire people who I just like love them as people and I feel like I'm not looking for like copies of me but people who just like serve the clients really well like can react in situations in a way that I would stand behind um because obviously anyone who's been a part of weddings knows that like a lot happens and a lot Mm -hmm. doesn't go according to plan and there's a lot of very high emotions no matter what kind of day it is and so I just wanted like women who could like support yeah, like emulate that vision. And I've been like super, I don't know, just like so thankful for all of these people who some of them focus specifically on weddings, some do families, some do seniors. Um, and it's just been like really, really fun to to continue to like grow and build that. And and like I just talked to someone yesterday, actually a new a new photographer I just hired. Um, and I was telling her very clearly, I was like, it's super important to me that like this not only works for me, but I was like, I want this to work for you. So like, I just sent my whole team feedback forms last week. And I'm like, I don't want, like, I'm really hoping that there's no new information on here. Like I, mm-hmm. I like said it very clear to people throughout the process. Like if things aren't working well, or you have suggestions for tweaks, let's make it, let's change it together. Because I want this to, I want to build a business that like supports the lives of my entire team. Like what all, what any of our personal like dreams and goals are. How did you, are there milestones or like financial quotas, if you will, that you like want to hit in order to consider bringing on a t- new team member? Or like, how do you make that decision that it's like time to bring someone on? I would say for, for what, like for the wedding side of things, most of my people are only looking to do like a couple per year, like two to five. Okay. So these are not people where I'm like, I'm going to book you 20 weddings because I'm like, yeah. I'm probably not honestly going to book you 20 weddings. Yeah. Um, So for most of them, they're looking like they already have their own full-time thing, but they're like, yeah, like I would definitely do like a couple extra because most of us get into photography for the photography, you know, not for the emails and the editing and blah, blah, blah. Like once, once I was realizing a couple months ago that I had multiple inquiries for next year that like no one on my team was available for, I was like, "Mm, I want to just, if we can get like one or two people more in here. And then also I've had like one or two people who are like, you know, my own businesses popping off and I 
can't continue for next year, which I'm like, gotcha. great, amazing. Like I, I totally love and support that. And thank you for telling me now, you know? Yeah. So you like having associates on your team that have their own business as well. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think so. I mean, I guess if I was getting like a, a massive amount of weddings and I felt like I could guarantee someone that they were going to like get enough to fill up their calendar, like that could be cool too. I just don't think that's this current season. Yeah. But season maybe life. the future. Yeah, yeah. No, I think that's amazing though to like have a good group in which you can like clear who has what dates available. And like that's I think another thing to like know is that especially for people in weddings, it's like you have one chance per day. Like essentially, right. like you have a limited amount of weddings that you literally can physically take a year. Uh-huh. Even if you're really pushing it to the limit and wanting to take like 52, which is insane. Please don't do that. But yeah. like you know, if you're booked on one of the most popular, like I remember there's always like three dates a year that yes. are the most everyone popular dates. Yeah. yeah. Totally. Everyone is getting married on them. 11, mm-hmm. 11 is always going to be one if it falls on a weekend. And so it's like, once you have that booked, you're done. Like you can't take it unless you have a team. And so that's like so much right. extra income that you're saying no to. Yeah. And also like, I'm like, I'm looking to transition the majority of my weddings to, to my team in the next like year to two so I can focus my efforts more on like other aspects of my business. So I think, I don't know if it's necessarily going to be like a huge like spike up in income or more of like a Mm. transition of my time or maybe probably a combination. Which also I'm like is a form of wealth. So I think that's like so important to note that like getting back like I remember having conversations with like a coaching client where they raised their prices significantly and they're like I'm just booking so much less and I was like that that's the point like you're booking less but you're earning the same amount if not more like that's that's what you want and it can feel really jarring at first but like ideally that's what we want is to earn more money for less time so if you're working less and you're earning the same amount if not more Amazing. Um, okay. So like this was a, it's crazy to think that you like just basically started your new business only a couple of years ago. Like that's so wild. What did that look like coming into this year, 2023? Yes. Yeah, so, well, first of all, so the end of 2022, I, my total business income was higher than it had ever been in my last business where two people were doing it full time. So that was amazing. just like, I don't know. That was just like so exciting again to like hit enter on the Excel spreadsheet and be like, oh my gosh, I did it. (laughs) Um, So yeah, that was very, yeah, the, that was super exciting. And then moving into this year, 2023, I have made uh, so many changes. I'm like, again, just, I don't even know. So I started the year going to, um, to your becoming retreat in New York city, which was amazing like I I signed up pretty last minute on a whim because of one of your podcast episodes that was so good so valuable so valuable I paused it like five times taking notes and was like okay Eden knows what she's talking about like let me just like it's January in New York City what else am I gonna do like let me just let's just risk it whatever why not um and that was like that was super exciting I had like literally no intentions of continuing coaching with like becoming but then we did that follow-up call and I was like damn like I need to I need more of this so (laughs) I was like, can I sign a contract tomorrow? Like, I'm ready. I'm ready to go. <laughs> My favorite pipeline. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um. So, yeah. So, like, throughout this year, like, I have been putting a ton of effort into growing more of the coaching side of my business. Um. I have been, yeah, like, the team. Oh, I hired a, a, like, a new part-time assistant this year who just had more hours available. 
because the five hours a week was just not enough anymore. So then my past assistant trained in the new one. Um, they crushed it. It was super great. And I pretty much immediately hired um, my current assistant from part-time to full-time, which amazing has been, I feel like that combination of between having her and working with you has just been like, Hey, I've definitely never spent, spent more money on my business in the year, like not even close. But also I feel like I've never pushed so hard for like transitions and growth. So again, I don't like, I, I mean, you know, there's only one quarter left in the year plus a couple, you know, around there. So like, I don't think that like the payoff is going to show immediately, like kind mm-hmm. of actually looking back in these numbers, be like, okay, the year that I went full time, like the payoff was not immediate, but I'm like, I, I feel so much transition and growth. And I also feel like the use of my, like how I'm spending my time and my creativity has felt very good and like super energizing in a way that's been different from past years. Um, so yeah, I, yeah, I'm feeling good. I love that. So how many people are on your team now? 10, uh, around 10. Oh my gosh. That's so wild. So one, thank you for walking us through the past decade plus of like (laughs) what the business did each year and how that happens, you know? (laughs) Yes. No, it's like so helpful. I think to hear like the literal steps that people take and like kind of what the mindset was behind it. I think like one, there's obviously like no blueprint on how to move forward with your business and your finances. But I think just hearing people's experiences and stories and like their mindset around their money is so helpful to like know how you can then work around yours. Mm-hmm. Um, I would love to know like how you kind of suggest people start thinking of their income, both in their personal life and business life. And like how even right now, when you're experiencing so many changes within your business, like how you make sure that you're making good financial decisions. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think for me, whenever I'm making a decision, I, I just kind of like calculate it out for a couple months. Like, can I continue to pay all of these expenses? Even if, I mean, I don't want to say if I make no money, but like close Mm -hmm. to that, like I mean, I think right now, if I didn't make any money for the next, like for the next six months and I, I, but I continued my spending, I would be fine. Um, So that's important, like for me and kind of my, I don't know, like risk level assessment. Um, I think it also just totally depends. Like I am single, so it's just different. Like all, everything comes to just me. So if someone has a partner who has like a very solid, stable salary, like maybe there's more opportunity for risk, or if you have kids maybe there's less opportunity for risk like I don't know I think there's just it also depends like where in the world you live like your your personal your business expenses um and then I think there's also always room to like to change like just because I'm doing this right now doesn't mean that I'm going to do 100% the exact same thing in six months from now um and then I think also just like looking at looking at both my personal and business expenses on at least a monthly basis, monthly basis um, to review and be like, okay, this is what I spent. Like, all right, it was too much here. Like we, I want to just like cut that here. Like, okay, that credit card was like a super high number. Like what contributed to it? Like, all right, can we cut this and that? Or like, are those things really leading me to like have more time and opportunities to put back into the business? So for me, like this year, I feel like is the year of like investing in myself and my business. I mean, I will, I'm going to continue to do that, but it might just look different in in future years. So I feel like it's kind of a seasonal thing also, if that makes sense. Yeah, Yeah. no, that totally makes sense. I think like it's hard to, again, like blanket statement it for yourself or others, like a rule on which, you know, you're going to do this much on investing and this much on saving and this much on spending. Like it's going to be so different. There's so many factors. 
Um, which leads me to my next question, which slash thought, which is that I'm pretty sure you have a little something, something that can help people understand their finances and start calculating those things. Can you talk to us a little bit about that? Yes. I love talking with people about money for their business. I I just think it matters so much when we build businesses that can support our lives. Like, yes, you do your craft because you love it, but like, ultimately, if you're doing only that that's not going to pay your bills necessarily. Mm -hmm. So I have created this like super awesome um, guide on how to figure out like super actionable steps on how to track your, both your personal expenses, your business expenses, and how to calculate like your monthly um, earnings and spending across the board. So then we can like, you know, do the math, multiply by 12. How much are you making in a year? How much are you spending in a year, both personally and business-wise? And then are there any shifts that you want to make? Like, are you looking for a couple hundred extra dollars a month? Or are you looking for 5,000 extra dollars a month? Like, what what are you looking for both number-wise, but even kind of starting from before then? Like, what what is important to you, to you? Like, what do you want to do with that money? Like, you want to have a fun treat yourself day, or you want to just like, go grocery shopping and not stress about the bill or like, are you ready to take your weekends off and not work like 24 seven, which I have done and don't recommend. Um, or like you want to take a family vacation or buy your first home. Like I feel like just determining what are your personal goals and then looking at where your numbers are and then what shifts do you need to make to get there? So mm-hmm. yeah, I, I just think it's super fun. So yeah, I've created this guide. It's just micabain.com slash money and yeah love (laughs) love and we will link that for you guys in the show notes as well as like my guest freebies where you can learn from her um learn about taking control of your finances which is just such a much needed thing for everyone because like you said the world is just better when women and I always am like girls gays and theys (laughs) have money I mean it's good when everyone all good people have money but um minorities especially in any capacity like the world is just a better place when they have money so um if you could give us like if someone's feeling very overwhelmed with their finances let's say it's something that right now isn't feeling very empowering it's feeling a little bit more stressful than anything do -hmm. you have like one one actionable step that you recommend they take to just like take a baby step forward into their finances yeah i mean i think the first step is is just knowing where you are honestly so yeah like sitting down look at your last couple months like your bank account your venmo your credit cards and like what did you spend what did you make so you have the actual facts and you're not just like oh i think i made this much or i think i i don't think i really spend that much money on this thing um yeah just like literally knowing where you are i feel like is the most powerful way so like you can like you know, scribble it out on a piece of paper or you can, you know, get, get my little guide and it's nicely organized for you. Um, but yeah, I think just knowing where you are, cause it's hard to move forward if you don't even know where you are. Yep. No, it's so true. It really, again, like you said, knowledge is power and mm-hmm. you can't make changes if you don't know where you're coming from. So yeah. thank you so much for all of this, Micah. This was so helpful. And like, Thank you for being willing to like be vulnerable. Talk to us about like your money, where it was at, the things going on in your life. Like this is so helpful for so many people to hear. So thank you so much. Thank you. This was so fun. Thank you. And we will obviously link everything on the show notes, but um, can you also let people know where they can find you like on Instagram, your website, all of that good stuff? 
Yes, on Instagram, it's Micah Bain Photo, M-Y-C-A-H. And my website is just MicahBain.com. And you can grab anything you need there. And yeah, this is so fun. Yay. Thank you, Micah. And thank you guys for listening. And we'll see you next time. Bye.